I'm Jamison Weaver. And I'm Jessica Kaler. And this is Back to Life, the first podcast in a series from Ohio Rights Life. So we're really excited to have you guys. Make sure you subscribe um, so you can hear the rest of our episodes once we produce them. But right now, um, we just want to talk to you guys about what's going on in Pro-Life Ohio, introduce ourselves a little bit. Um, but like I said, I'm Jameson. I'm the Director of Communications at Ohio Right to Life, and that just mainly means I do a lot of our writing. Um, that means emails, press releases, social media. I'm also doing media inquiries, so talking to reporters. Letting you guys and the world know what we're doing here at Ohio Right to Life. So true. Yep. What do you do, Jessica? Tell us a little bit. <laughs> well, as she said, I'm Jessica Kaler. I'm the Director of Legislative Affairs for Ohio Right to Life, which basically means I'm the lobbyist. Um, I work with representatives and senators um, to draft legislation. I set our legislative agenda, um, plan kind of what Ohio Right to Life is going to be doing um, for this uh the next two years, mm-hmm. um, and testify on bills, track legislation, all that good stuff, just to keep you guys abreast and make sure that we are um, weighing in on the pro-life uh, debate. So what she really means is she just does the most important stuff. <laughs> That's why we keep her around. Nonsense. <laughs> so the first thing that we have, um, we're, we have about five things we want to tell you guys about, th- five things we think you should know about what's going on in pro-life Ohio. So... First is the Ohio Abortion Report, which just came out um, September 29th. It's by Ohio law mandated to come out by October 1st. Um, So right at the last minute. Right, yeah, always right at the last minute. Um, But so this is the 2016 report. So the um, Ohio Department of Health has the whole 10 months of 2017 to prepare this report. And we um, found out that there were 20,672 abortions this year. Yeah, and that's down by 304 from the previous year. We use the abortion report kind of as a temperature gauge for how Ohio is doing. Are our laws effective? Are we changing hearts and minds? How are we doing? And this is yet another report in a string of many that is a decrease. Right. Um, So the lowest uh, we've had in over 40 years. Which is actually how long they've been keeping records. Yeah, so so that's that's kind of groundbreaking, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So... What, I mean, obviously, it's still a very large number. We want right. to keep working That's to true. make sure that this this one day hits zero, that we don't have jobs anymore. Right, that would be ideal. Um, that's our goal. Uh, not many places I think you can say that. Right, yeah. <laughs> but we mean it. In the so. pro-life movement, that's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, so we, um, as I said, we're wanting to make sure this is zero, but this is a great stride forward. Right. We're seeing that hearts and minds are being changed, that our laws are being effective. Honestly, um, just kind of transition, really looking forward to seeing what the results are actually next year. Yeah. Because this past December, we passed the Pain Capable Unborn Child Protection Act. Um, that's the 20-week abortion ban. It went into effect this spring, and um, so it'll be really exciting to see just how many lives that saves. Uh, This abortion report, it says that about about 508 um, abortions were committed on babies over the age of 19 weeks. Right, so I mean that's 508 lives that... With if the pain people, at least a portion of those, um, yeah. if the pain people bill had been enacted in 2016, yeah, um, or had gone into effect, then we know that those would have been saved. So we're yeah. really hoping that we'll see another, uh, hopefully, large decrease next yeah. year. 
and really exciting is the fact that this bill, you know, has gone unchallenged too. Um, That's true. The ACLU straight up said that they weren't going to challenge this bill, and the only reason they would do that is because they know that they wouldn't win in a court challenge. Yeah. So, Great moves forward. We don't have to wait to see this bill be enacted um, or be put into effect. It right. is in effect now. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it is exciting. And also, to transition to our second topic, uh, Pain Capable was just passed in the House, the mm-hmm. Ohio – or not the Ohio, excuse me, US. the U.S. House. Yeah, which is really exciting. And um, all 12 Ohio Republican representatives – um, co-sponsored and voted for the bill, so yeah. we're we're thankful for their support. And you know what's it, what's really cool and for us is knowing that this legislation doesn't move nationally until it's been proven in multiple states to work. Yeah, and so we and Ohio got to be a part of that. Yeah, um, which is exciting. Well, yeah, and similarly the. Uh, Partial birth abortion ban worked the same way. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of states were passing that. Then it was passed nationally. Right. Um, so this is this is just in line with that, in step with that. We're have a, we have a uh, you know there's going to be a lot of work that still needs to be done right. to make sure this yeah. gets through the Senate. Um, it we there is a less of a pro life majority in the Senate, so that's just going to take a little extra legwork. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting, though, to hear that things are moving on the national level. Yeah, which takes so much longer. Right, I I personally love working at state level because you can see things move a little more quickly. Yes, that's Um, true. Yeah, so so our third topic is also legislative, um, dismemberment, which yeah. so not the topic of dismemberment, but our <laughs> dismemberment abortion ban, which is our premier piece of legislation, this um, legislative assembly, or general assembly. General assembly, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that uh, kind of tying back to what I was saying about the um, – partial birth abortion ban, this legislation is drafted along those same lines, um, talking about the brutality of a procedure, because the partial birth abortion ban was a ban on a procedure. This is another ban of a procedure, um, the dilation evacuation abortion um, that occurs um, generally between 13 and 24 weeks. Um, this bans uh, the procedure being performed on a living unborn child. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that is just, you know, really important legislation. Um, we are on the forefront of many states that are pursuing such legislation. Right. And, um, you know, it... it it's an exciting, exciting place to be. It passed out of the Senate. We actually had quite a bit of uh, protesters, yeah. um, which, you know, you kind of stir in the waters when you get people coming out in costumes to protest. Yeah, you. it was interesting. Um, but in spite of all of that, the Senate, um, you know, bravely moved forward and mm-hmm. supported um, the pro-life bill and, you know, is is continuing to promote life. So we really appreciate their leadership in that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping to get hearings here shortly in the Criminal Justice Committee in the House. Um, so just, I would love personally to get this in front of the governor by the end of the year. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, it's exciting to know that um, this this bill is really making progress, especially because, I mean, we saw that movement in the Senate in a matter of a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really exciting. So our fourth thing, also legislative, it is Down Syndrome Awareness Month, yeah. and which is perfectly timed with our Down Syndrome Non-Discrimination Act that we've been talking about. I don't know if you guys have heard about the CBS report that was saying that Iceland has eliminated Down Syndrome. So not true. They're eliminating people with Down Syndrome, right. clearly. Um, yeah, so we've had this legislation um, 
ha- uh, we've been working on this legislation for quite some time now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, m- the media always kind of helps kind of a perfect storm of attention for this right. for this legislation. Um, so we've got to gotten a lot of, I mean, as you've had mm-hmm. interviews and we've gotten a lot of newspapers talking about what this legislation does. And it, it prohibits an abortion if the mother is saying that the, the reason that she's having this abortion is because of a Down syndrome diagnosis. Um, so this means that uh, this this really highlights the discriminatory practice of right. abortions, mm-hmm. um, saying that you know as as many selective quote unquote selective abortions are you know whether or not be race based sex based or any other fetal abnormality, mm-hmm. um, but this is you know the first step in that direction. Right. And uh, really important to point out just these, this is not a fatal diagnosis. Right. I mean, they, people are living to 60 who have Down syndrome. You know, they're saying we have a, there's a study that was came out in 2011 that said 99% of people with Down syndrome are happy with their lives. So why are we saying it's a fatal diagnosis? Then, you know, people say that, I mean, we've, we have parent advocates that have told us that, you know, you walk away from your doctor telling you that your, your baby has Down syndrome and, you feel like a death sentence, and, yeah. and that that's just not true. The experience no. of many parents who have their children with Down syndrome and have been living, um, raising them, they say, you know, that's just not true. It's no. not what we've experienced. No, we've had some great um, parent advocates come out and testify in support of the legislation, and just hearing their stories is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, frankly, this, this uh, practice of eliminating people who are different than us because right. we don't think that their quality of life is good enough right. is a practice of eugenics and it yeah, is really it quite is. frightening for what it says about us as a culture um but we had we had some really great we had a doctor come out dr uh, dennis sullivan from cedarville university speak on the issue about bioethics um and just brought us some really great points about how this is this is eugenic practice and in Right, it shouldn't be something we accept as a culture. On top of the fact that this is the most common genetic abnormality, mm-hmm. so one in seven hundred babies in the U.S. are born mm-hmm. with Down syndrome. And I'm I'm assuming you've seen the video of the young girl who just got married oh, uh, with yeah. Down syndrome. Beautiful video. Right. It just it just underlines just we are not equipped to tell people what their value of their life is right. and. Just because our determination might not be that we would enjoy that life as much as they would is not a reason to kill somebody. Right, right. That's so true. And then, you know, we sort of come to this place where if we're going to say, draw a line in the sand and say, you know, well, you can, we can kill them if they have an abnormality like Down syndrome, but not if they have this, then how does that not apply to to people who are living in the world? You know, I mean, we support, we, as we should the Special Olympics, and we fight for people to be able to have, um, you know, people with disabilities at an equal place in the workplace. But yeah. we, you know, at the same time, people are promoting um, the killing of children with abnormalities. Yeah. One thing I thought that was specifically or especially um, terrible to hear was one of the people who came and opposed um, our piece of legislation uh spoke about how women should be able to choose to have an abortion for their child with Down syndrome because the kid might be picked on later on in life. And that's just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> makes me makes me sick. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. It's, it's a really timely piece. It's been really great just getting a lot of media attention because that's how we change hearts and minds. We right. talk about this. This is... I mean, so often abortion is a topic people don't want to talk about. There's a lot of 
um, chosen ignorance. Because in today's day and age, when we have access to the internet, uh, there is no excuse for not knowing what's happening in abortion. Um, But you see videos um, like live action and stuff like that where people are shown videos about what an abortion is. And they're like, I didn't know that. I have no idea. Um, So this is just important that we get in the news. We get in social media and newspapers where people are reading about this and go, wait, that's what a dismemberment abortion is? Wait, that's what they're doing to people with Down syndrome? Right, that's true. Um, So I I just think that's so important. It is really important. Yeah, so you can tell, I mean, this is is something that's been on our hearts and something that we've been working on really hard in Mm -hmm. the last couple months. And so I wanted to fill you guys in on that. Um, And then lastly, we wanted to talk about the parenting and pregnancy support program that we just got funding for. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that, Jessica. Um, well, that is, um, you know, every two years, Ohio sets its budget um, for what it's going to pay for programs it's going to fund. And so we have to, you know, work to get our programs funded, specifically the parenting and pregnancy support program. Um, it was a kind of a hairy situation for a little bit. We didn't get funding at first. Um, in the last minute, we got we got 100000 then we got 300000 in the very last minute we got um, the full million for the biennium funded. Which is what it was last year. Yeah, last so funded, budget, I think. At, at the same levels of yeah. the last budget. So really great news. Um, it has provided hundreds of thousands of dollars to many different pregnancy centers to do pay for their operations, to do new programs, mm-hmm. to hire staff. Um, medical staff, ultrasound machines, things like that. So um, we want to make sure those funds get to the people who need them most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we actually, even to make sure that happened, uh, yeah. hosted a pregnancy um, center training, grant training. Um, right. So cause these these uh, grant applications can be, can be a little bit. Yeah, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a great turnout. Um, yeah. At the pregnancy center. Yeah, we had 15 pregnancy centers represented from all across yeah. Ohio, which is exciting just to especially know that these people are on the front lines. You know, they're helping women with unintended pregnancies, and they're getting them the resources that they need for free most of the time, yeah. and, which is something that really Planned Parenthood just can't claim. Yeah. You know, they, they charge hundreds of dollars for ultrasounds, and yeah. half the time they don't even show them to the women, yeah. you know. So you really – it's important that these pregnancy centers are doing the work that they are in. Um, providing hope, providing hope for these women, not just resources. I think a lot of times people are so often told in our culture, women are so often told in our culture, you can't possibly raise this child and support yourself, raise this child and go to school. Right. Like you're not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But these pregnancy centers um, are telling women you are enough, you are capable. And they're partnering. And we will help you get there and we'll provide that support. So it's really important um, to, to, that we continue helping these women. So uh, really excited about that. Um, it's always fun when we can meet up with uh, the organizations that are kind of the boots on the ground right. of our op- of these operations. Um, so, yeah, and just getting to t- interact with them and talk with them is just so much fun. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was a really great event. We're happy. We're very happy with the turnout. And hopefully um, that all of that money in the yeah. parenting and pregnancy support program will go to yeah. some four pro-life or five pro-life um, pregnancy centers that yeah. will be able to support and women. The program, I know the application is 
for those of you who might be interested, the application is supposed to be dropping, I know last year in about October, um, so any day now is what I'm looking for. Um, we're in touch with JFS just to see, see when For those be. of you not in government like me, <laughs> Jobs and Family Services had to ask that earlier. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, so we're excited, and hopefully um, this is a program that really blesses a lot of women in Ohio. But that's what we have for you today. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you liked what you heard, subscribe. There'll be another podcast coming out shortly. So like I said, thanks for listening along.